0: are making tons of connections in all areas, you know, whether it's like mixing engineers, it's producers, it's singers, it's everything. That's kind of how you get into it for film. There's um AFI, there's what was the one I was gonna submit to? I don't remember.
1: Real uh, quick, this is our first ever podcast. My name's Keish. This is Leia. Say hi.
0: Hi, I'm Leia. J Bar.
1: Got Jaybar on the couch.
2: We got Max Lou, aka Hudson in the building.
1: At the end of this, we'll give you all our Instagrams and our social media so you can follow us. But for now, we're just talking about how to make it out here, living in LA, once you move out from wherever you decide to transplant from. Go on. Good.
2: You have a good podcast voice. <laughs> um,
0: so I think it's a lot of things. I think it's things like what Max did yesterday when we saw Sam Smith just going for it. You never know the the answer you're going to get and mm-hmm. it might not always be positive but you just have to keep on going and you just really never know who you're going to meet and what opportunity could come from it. I think we met Michael our film partner slash musical partner from um, an acting class and it, it just from there sort of Came up as an opportunity to act in a project, and I think a lot of times that's how it goes. Like just the meeting, Max's friend Matt. Um, you know, there was a bunch of music people there, and then one of them, I guess, Leanne was look she, who is a songwriter. She doesn't sing anymore, but she was looking. Or I don't know. She texted me asking for Keisha's number and said that they had talked about a project that she was working on where she needed like a trap type of song Mm -hmm. and she heard Keisha's music and she like I guess loved his trap music Mm -hmm. more than any of his other songs
1: wait when was this
0: wait I sent you the picture did you not see it I didn't hear
1: anything about this
0: oh so she I sent you the screenshot she messaged (laughs) me last night and asked for his number and said I'm gonna talk to the artist in the next few days and then I need to get a hold of him Wait, I thought you told me that, too.
1: I didn't know anything about this. Oh,
0: that's really odd. Okay.
1: Surprise! Appreciate the connection.
0: (laughs) Were you going to say something, Max?
2: Oh. I was, but I don't remember.
0: (laughs) We were talking about Sam Smith. Yeah. And then we were talking about Matt Honda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we went. So I
2: don't know. For me, me, something I've noticed, I've always had these crazy opportunities, like with Herbie Hancock and all these different... Mm -hmm. You know like always being in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. and for me it, it's all stems from your inner life i know that's weird but like herbie always says that music is like a like your music is a manifestation of who you are on the inside so if you want to get better he says yeah of course it's important to practice and like do your technique and everything but most importantly it's work on yourself as a human being and like take yourself to the next level on the inside and then everything including your music will elevate as a result. So I think in the same way, like when you want to attract the right the right uh, situations for yourself and the <coughs> opportunities, then you have to like be good within your own life. And yeah. be attractive as a human being and then things will come to you.
0: Totally, like that's kind of what my mom just taught me growing up too, is like when you do good to others, good things come back to you. And I think a lot of people write about that. like. Was it Malcolm Gladwell? I don't know. Maybe it's not him. Maybe it's someone else, but talks about how like
1: it's what the outliers. Yeah,
0: for? I think uh, was it him who says like in order to be successful, like first you really should help others be mm-hmm. successful. Mm-hmm. I, it might not be him, but it was someone like that mm-hmm. who, who says that like actually before you can get to that point where you're satisfied. With your success, it's gonna come from helping other people achieve their dreams. You know, and that's I believe in. That's
1: not the first book that said that. There's actually been a lot of books that said that. I I read this book. I think it was like from the '80s. It was called See You at the Top, and um, it was the same thing. It was saying the best way you can become successful is trying to make your friends be as successful as you can. Which is
0: interesting because I feel like that's like counter like Western culture. Like I feel like here they teach us like do everything you can for yourself first, and then help others. It's like, it's like even on the airplane, like help yourself before you help your kids, Uh, which I can understand.
1: Who's really going to help their kids first? Come on. (laughs) That's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) interesting.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, um, I mean, I think that, um, like I was stating earlier, I think it's just like really about drive, and you know, drive is going to be a, a big thing, and, that, and that's a big thing for me. Like I'm a very driven person, and I try to, um, I try to connect with people, you know, in the, in the, that has the same values and has the same type of drive that I do. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I want to, that's what I want to um, convey into the world, you know, more people to work harder and try to experience and um, really make whatever they want happen. And the only way that you could do that if you just, you put the hard work to it, like you have to like work your ass off at it. Um, And that's why I think that like, I go into any situation, you know, whether it's a job or whether it's my music, you know, I'm going to put my, my my 100% into anything that I do, you know, if I feel like it's going to go somewhere. You
1: know. That's actually pretty introspective, just for me, because it, it makes me realize, like, I, I'm i totally the same way. Like, whatever I do, I'm going to do it 100%. And I think that's half the reason when I get lazy, that's why I'm being lazy. Mm-hmm. It's because I know if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all out. So... Mm-hmm. I think yeah. When I get in those periods of being lazy, I'm like, I don't want to do all that work because I'm not gonna do half the work. I'm gonna do all the work. So <laughs> yeah. it gets hard for me sometimes to be like, all right, here we go, about to do everything.
3: Yeah. Because like. No no go. I was just gonna I was just gonna you know stay like you were saying like you, know, you you're gonna put a hundred percent into something you know you want to be able to. Um, I guess, like, feel like you got something out of it. Because in a lot of cases, Mm -hmm. when you put hard work to, like, a a project or whatever, you know, you may not end up getting what you want in the end, you know, and that's the really tough thing for me, is that I always try to work off of guarantees, you know, Um, but nothing's really guaranteed to you in this world. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways.
0: I would add to all of this that, Keeping a good group of people and surrounding yourself with that, just having a good support group. Mm-hmm. Um, I think not just for the type of careers that we want to have in music, acting, film, entertainment. I think just in general in life, mm-hmm. that when we have good people around us who like want us to succeed, like it's the most amazing feeling. And I think that was what was really cool about mass gathering this weekend is everyone seemed to really want to help each other out. It wasn't like this competitive thing, Mm -hmm. which does exist, you know, and we're confronted with every week Mm -hmm. we meet people and it's like just this competition. Um, So I think having genuine people around you who believe in you and support you, yeah, it's huge. At least for me.
3: Yeah, no, that's no, that's true. That is super huge. Like you know, I'm um, I'm very competitive though. I, I like to be competitive because I think it brings out something in me. You know, that um, I like to like I I joke with Cash when I tell him like there are certain artists I feel like that are my nemesis. You know, because like I admire their music so much and I admire their, their skill set so much. That you know, it, it it inspires me to be better, and I think that's just like one of the things that it, I think it's just human nature. But I agree with what you're saying too, as well as that like you know, it's great to have people around you that support you and that want to see you actually succeed, mm-hmm. especially when they're they're working towards something with you. Mm-hmm. You know, because that if if you win, everybody wins kind right. of situation. You know, yeah. so and it keeps you going because. Humans, you know, we have we have emotions. We have things. We have our good days. We have our bad days. You know, there's not there's not a person in here that is that is just like who could deal with everything. You know what I'm saying? If you could, you I don't know where you'd be right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like nobody can deal with everything. Everybody has uh, situations to where they just have to. Uh, they need someone to pat them on the back, or you know, pick them up when they're down, or you know. You know, help guide them to that finish line, you know, because I think that's what generally we're all on the same, um, same road, you know, so. Yeah. It's cool to be around a lot of, like, you know, talented, driven people. It motivates me.
1: I I have a random question. When you approached, it was yesterday you saw Sam Smith, Mm -hmm. how do you think that makes him feel? like if you were in his position what would you think and I I mean I know like everybody's different because like I don't know when you talk to people about that like some people are like oh you know I like to think like when I'm famous or whatever like I'm gonna be nice to everybody and some people like we see people like Kanye West or something like coming out of Whole Foods in Hawaii Kai, and someone's like, can I have your autograph? And he's like, get the fuck away from me! Like, just angry, so, I don't know, yeah. I just curious, like, is there a right way to do that? Is there a right way to approach somebody think, like that? I mean, I've, personally, I've
2: encountered many, and worked with a lot of famous people, famous people, quote unquote, and I think, the thing you realize is, we're all just human beings, and we're all equal, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Like, we, some people have achieved, Great things in their respective career, and uh, we're on the way to doing the same thing. But like at the same time, like all of us have the same heart and the same. We got, all got problems. We all have families. We all have hopes and dreams and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I yeah. think like, like I wanted to be very respectful of him because I know that he's just trying to buy his groceries and he doesn't want a big scene. So like the first thing I did was like I was very discreet and I was just like you know I just approached him like a regular person. And was like know i really started to bother you i just wanted to like um talk to you for a second and shook his hand and said i'm max and wait where was this in whole foods 365
1: was... so did nobody <laughs> knew who he was no i mean anybody? i don't even know what he looks like but i don't i didn't even
0: know it was him yeah i just no know his one face knew, i guess i, I just
2: think. know his face really well i, get, I think it was really time and right time and place because i you know, we were chanting, we were just chanting, like right before that, and then... Um, in the Uber. In the Uber, we were chanting, <laughs> the chanting about this whole housing situation. And
0: Jeremiah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then
2: I was sitting down, we were, we were eating at Chloe, and um, I, I was facing the window, and uh, we, were just, we were just talking, and then I see him walk by, and I was like... Sam Smith (laughs) and I was like am I racist because I'm in LA now and I think all white people look the same (laughs) that was definitely Sam Smith like I knew it I was like that's definitely Sam Smith and I was like should I go after him and part of me felt like nah he doesn't want to be approached I shouldn't do it so I just like waited uh, like I don't know like 10 seconds and then it's like you know what though I just moved here from fucking Hawaii for this reason to be in LA close to these kinds of people yeah I'm gonna just go for it so I was just like okay that's true and then I was like, "Britney, should I go for it? And she was like, yeah. And then, so I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to just do this. So like, I walked up, and like, I didn't see him anywhere. And I like, walked down a little bit, and I couldn't find him. I was like, ah, okay, that's all right. I re- and then I thought to myself, everything good that's ever come to me, hasn't, I haven't chased them. I've always let it go. And then they come back to me. Yeah. And so I went back into Chloe, and we're, we finished our food. And then we walked into Whole Foods. And then right in front of us walked Sam Smith. and I was like oh he's back I guess it's supposed to happen then (laughs) so I was like I guess I'm gonna talk to him and she's like yeah do it you know and I was like okay and I was kind of like I didn't want to piss him off or anything so I was waiting for the right moment you know There was like not too many people around and I was like should I go and she's like yeah go and then I was like okay so I walked up to him and you know just like shook his hand and introduced myself and then he's like oh he was really sweet he was really kind and um it's like, did you want a picture? And I was like, no, no, actually, I just wanted to, you know, um, I just moved here from Hawaii and to pursue my musical dreams. And you're one of the people I've always wanted to work with, so I wanted to see if maybe can I play you a song. And he's like, actually, yeah, can you can you send it to my personal assistant's email and he, like give it to me. That's awesome. And He said, I, I look forward to hearing it and shook his head and that was it, you know. That's cool. But I definitely think if I had been like, oh my God, you're Satchmo. <laughs> 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 Can we take a picture? <laughs> you know, then that would have really <laughs> not cool for one thing, because then if we had that's especially why I didn't want to take a picture, because then everyone else would have seen why is someone taking a right. picture. I didn't I
0: even know he said that. He said, Did you want a picture? Yeah. Wow. I, I he like said very quietly and I right. didn't know that's what he said. Yeah. That's so funny.
2: And um, I think if I had done that then people would have noticed and then more people yeah. went on pictures and that would have ruined his whole day. So yeah. That's not what I was trying to do How
1: narcissistic of him to think you were one. <laughs> <laughs> he seems really
3: nice, like a really I mean, a nice celebrity, guy. and you have a random person come to you that you don't know, and you're a celebrity, why not? And it's probably, That's probably what he gets all the time. Yeah. You know? Wait, awesome. we
1: should start doing that every day. Like, if anybody approaches us, just immediately, uh, did you want a picture? Before they even say anything, just, you want a picture, right? Oh, shit.
3: But I this like gag going on with my one of my uh, friends back in Houston who um, we what we would do is that he'll he's he's like he likes to take pictures. He's like he wants to be a photographer. Yeah. And what we go do is I'll just like dress up in these costumes and I'll go to like random places and he'll just be like a personal photographer. And I'll just like walk in all the out of the middle of something, all right honey, take a picture of me right here. And he'll just, like, he'll just, like, I'll do a pose and he'll take a picture and he's, like, alright, stay right there. That's it, that's it. Now move here, move here. And I'm, like, yes. And just, like, just go and just do random shit. And people would just be looking at us, like, these guys are so crazy. But it's, like, it was just, uh, something that we, like, we wanted to do just to have fun and, and be silly and, you know.
1: That's pretty funny. Have you ever seen how, like, uh, you can do that in Japan? Like, you can pay somebody to, like, like, basically, you can pay a team to, like, follow you, take pictures of you, and have, like, bodyguards with you. What? Because, like, you know how, like, Japanese people are, like, they'll freak out when they see you. They're like, oh, my God, it's a celebrity. They just assume that automatically. <laughs> so people will, like, what line up hell? to start taking pictures with you and stuff. That's, yeah, so, um... weird. That's so weird. And then that same mentality, they're like, once one person gets in line, then everybody gets in line. Damn. So that, yeah, fully aligned will just form to try to Damn. take a picture. and They don't even know who you are. We should do that? But then
2: like have like a like a huge crate full of our CDs and like have it waiting for us somewhere and like get a whole crowd to follow us and then walk there and then start selling the fucking CDs. That's <laughs> actually a really good idea. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. Yeah, we'll sign them and everything.
3: Holy shit. Like, well, there you go.
1: So we all want to go to Japan, right? Yeah. yeah
3: definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know I know you do, right? Osaka. Yeah. I've been okay. there for I five. Like I go.
3: You've been, been to Japan?
2: Go. Yeah. What What why? I've been to Tokyo, I've to, uh, been to Miyazaki.
3: You've been to Osaka?
2: No, not yet. I gotta go. Yeah.
3: Gotta go You to guys will
1: love it. That's amazing.
3: I got, some, I got some cats over there that I've been working on music with.
1: Man, you're like super worldwide. Like, Like, every two days I talk to you, you're like, yeah, my homie. In Holland, this guy I know in Russia, this person I know, like it's always some new country. Man. I got
3: to, bro. Like, I got to, I got to be worldwide, man. Like I seriously got, and I like, I like meeting people. That's what, that's a big. I'm a really big people person, I like meeting people. So like when I engage with somebody like online, that's like into music or into the arts, like I want to establish a connection because who knows? Like I might end up being able to like. Uh, go to that country one day and perform, or just you know network. It's it's just the kind of thing I like to do. Like, I always look at that kind of stuff. It's
1: just interesting, cause like you never even left Houston, like yeah. that much of your life, have you?
3: <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I was in Houston pretty much my whole life, man. Yeah, man. I'm trying to uh, branch out. I'm really trying to branch out. Mm-hmm. But that's the cool thing about the internet, though, bro. The internet, you know, gives you an opportunity to connect with people in, in so many different ways. So, yeah, that's why I say it's all about like in this world, it's all about like creating your opportunity in today's society. You create, you can create that opportunity. Like it's like the wild west out here, you know. Like, yeah, any, yeah. Anything goes, man. You create your own opportunities, and that's what I that's what I want to do.
1: We really do kind of live in that age of like manifest your own destiny. Yeah.
3: So many people have done it. Mm-hmm. Look at look at Lil Pump. You <laughs> wouldn't be able to do that ten years ago. Come on now.
0: Really?
3: Ten years ago, what Lil Pump would not be able to do that. <laughs> Why?
0: Look
3: at look at what rap was ten years ago. Look what who dominated rap ten years ago. I mean, you, like had, you had guys like Kanye West before 808s and Heartbreaks. Well 808s came out ten years ago. So a little bit. Probably, let's say, 12 years ago. Uh-huh. You had guys like Kanye West, Lil Wayne, 50 Cent. Those were, like, the big artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Lil Pump would have never been there whatever. Then people would have thought he looked crazy and they would have laughed at him. Yeah. They didn't use tune. They didn't use none of that stuff. You had to be, like, a certain type of artist. You had to have a certain type of status. You had to dress a certain way. He couldn't dress like that. Like, there's so many things that, like artists like Lil Wayne and Kanye West set up for guys this, in this generation? Because they had to go through that. Like, Lil Wayne, when he started wearing tight pants, people thought he was gay. Like, literally. Like, seriously. People <laughs> thought he was gay. Like, like the whole rap game thought he was gay yeah. because for for him wearing tight jeans. Really? Yes. Like, that's, they thought something was wrong with him. That shit was and my like, over my Kanye head. West, the same that. way. He wore he wore pink polos. He wore p polos, tight jeans, yep. you know, certain stuff like that. People thought he was gay. Because, like, they thought... They really like made rumors about him being gay and stuff like that. And like I think like you see those guys that went through all that. Now you now it's like no hoes bar now. Like nobody cares what, what you dress like, what you look like because it's it's fashion. It's a part of the lifestyle. Yeah. But like those guys went through that stuff just so guys like Lil Punk could be around. But if Lil Pump was in that era, people would think he's like That's true. Especially with him him having the uh dreadlocks being pink and stuff like that. Yeah. People people would uh they would've laughed him out of the city, man.
1: <laughs> yeah I don't think they realize either like people like that they, like they really need to thank the people that were around 10 years before yeah, the generation right before because they wouldn't be able to do what they, they need were doing. to respect
3: like guys like Wayne and, and go- those type of guys like because those guys really set the uh the um set the path for them to really be able to be so creative yeah. especially you got guys like Kid Cudi and then you you got, you got guys like Drake that came out who was able to be a lot more emotional with his music than any other rapper, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you didn't yeah. have a lot of rappers that was, like, super emotional with their music and being very uh, intimate mm-hmm. with their craft and the, the songs that they were doing. So, like, I think, like, in hip-hop, hip-hop has changed a lot, and I, I kind of commend, um, you know, some of the uh, the, newer, the newer artists that people don't really just kind of like because it's, like, it's it shows that there is a lot of diversity in it. Like, people think that it's just, like, totally oh, one-dimensional, oh, just because certain artists are always playing on the radio that, you know, this is what the game is, but it's not. Like, there's so many different um, uh, genres within the genre that it just makes it exciting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It kind of makes me think a little bit about that. Um, what is it? Just like the musical thing we were working on. How Was it the... It's like the golden generation, or like, what's the generation that was... The silent generation,
0: or the before the hippies?
1: Yeah. Was that the silent generation?
0: Or the World War I generation.
1: I don't even know, but it was one of the, the generations, like in like the 40s or 50s or something, were the ones that like, um, that they experienced war and like just tons of hard... The
0: Great Depression. Hardship. war.
1: Yeah, so like... For them, they're like, just shut up, do what the government says. Like, you get just to live. having a
0: job was seen as like an amazing thing yeah. for them because they were getting to live, you know. Well, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: so, and then in in this, it was like the fifties and sixties became the first time that like
0: everyone got to go to school. Yeah, everyone like, yeah. went to
1: school. Everyone went to it college. Was like it wasn't a big deal anymore. And then that's like when the hippies broke out, and they're like, oh, like let's.
0: Rebel. Yeah,
3: and, rebel and free love and like drugs and, and, and just all these and, and roll. And, and all types of toad.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: but that came from the people before them setting, setting them up to be able to do that. Yeah. Like and I don't feel like they're very grateful for where they were. They were like everything's wrong and we're going to make it better. But yeah. I, I guess what I'm getting at is, like, you should be able to have both. Yeah, you should. Of sure, course, yeah, always try to make it better, but yeah. be grateful for, like... Yeah, be
3: grateful. And then I think, I think that the, the old generation should also respect the young generation. Yep. Because I think that um, it's crazy how some of these, like, like these generations, uh, uh, like, how they teach their children that, like, you know, every day they walk, they walk in and they tell them, oh, I, I had a great, you have it terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything that you have around you today, like, today's society, like, it's terrible. Like, all everything that we had back in the day was so much greater than this. Like, our music was greater. Our clothes was greater. And, you like, if you notice, that's, like, a generational thing. Like, our parents told, told us that when, yeah. when it came to the music that we listened to. Their parents told them that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you think that, you know,
0: like... Yeah, human behavior is shaped by human history. Human yeah. Human experiences. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Happening at the time. <laughs> and I think we should just all respect everything like respect each other and respect all the generations you know you get you got to give respect to the people that came before us because without them, a lot of things we'd be able to do today you know uh wouldn't be possible but then you also got to respect today mm-hmm. because you know we're carrying on the torch and leading the next generation into something so you know I think it's That's just gone
1: well, was related to this? I was yeah, yeah. Say, I was just going to say, I, okay. I seem like, it feels like that's kind of the moral of everything right here is like really like it just comes down to we all need to help each other in some way or another. Because mm-hmm. we are, and and be grateful for all, everybody around us helping us and all the situations we're in that help us. Uh, I was just, I was watching something a, a while ago, I, for some reason I feel like it was the um, the guy who makes closer about the chain smokers, I forget his name. I think he was talking about it. But just saying how it might have been something else. I don't remember who it was. Doesn't matter who it was. <laughs> um <laughs> was talking about how the older generation of like mixing engineers won't and producers won't talk to the the younger ones. And uh and how we could be making like such better strides like with music and everything, like if If the young people would respect the old people, Mm -hmm. and if the old people would be willing to help the young people, Mm. what were you going to say?
0: I was just going to try to ask if all of us could say, maybe to all the people out there who are, you know, trying to get the courage to move to a new place, because it's a... hard thing to do you know whether you're moving with someone or you're alone there's just it takes a lot to pack up your bags and get everything together and you know we're all sort of people who did that I mean we did it Keish and I did it two years ago and you guys Max, did it just less than a week ago and J bar you're doing it in the next few days and Mm -hmm. I guess what would be the one piece of advice that you guys would have for people who are You know, you don't even have to be young. You know, you can decide to move to L.A. and pursue a dream when you're 40 or 50. You know, any age, whatever it is, what what would you say?
3: I would say, um, don't think about it. Just do it. Mm -hmm. I say, don't think about it. Just do it, you know, and be sure that is what you want to do. And don't have any regrets, you know. I think that if the way I look at things is that Give it. I give everything my best effort, and I do whatever I can to make whatever I want happen. And if it doesn't end up happening, then I'm okay with that, long as I knew that I tried. You know, um, if you don't try, then it won't happen. They say there's a saying that they say that you miss every shot you don't take. Yeah. So take it. Mm -hmm. That's good. I don't know. What do you think?
2: (laughs) I think, um, I would say, excuse me, don't, don't try to escape your bad habits by moving to a different place because we bring ourselves with us wherever we go. Mm -hmm. So you're going to, you're going to manifest the same problems and the same victories wherever you go. Just Mm -hmm. maybe on a bigger scale. You know, you come to somewhere like L.A., it's like there's bigger amounts of everything here and more opportunities both ways, good and bad. So, like, for me, that, that was my thing was before I leave Hawaii, I want to be really, uh, like, doing everything that I already want to be doing when I get here before I leave. And, like, I want all my relationships to be really great. I want, like, the most success in every avenue that I can have um, before I leave. So... You know, I had just performed at the Blue Note in Hawaii and like all these like I met Bruno Mars's uncle like the day I left and like everything was like really great, like all these amazing opportunities and good accomplishments and like all my friendships were really amazing and my relationship with my mom, everything was really good before I left. And so when I got here, everything's been really good, you know, and it's continuing. It's like continuing the path. Yeah. yeah. But I think some sometimes people think, oh, if I move away then everything's gonna change. You know. But we bring ourselves with us, so yep. totally. it's important to... That's know. real, bro.
3: That's yeah, real. That yeah, you're very wise, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I would say a few things, but definitely an important one that I've noticed in me and Keish and just other people that I've seen move here is really, it's really important to give yourself a break sometimes and to have activities that aren't related to like your craft and what you want to do whether that be something physical like yoga or Muay Thai or running or maybe that's going to like a religious meeting or you know like helping animals volunteering somewhere but having some other types of activities to keep you grounded but also allowing you to have a break and a time to refresh and, you know, to stay centered because I think it's easy to get into a place, especially in a fast-paced city like LA, where you put so much pressure on yourself and it becomes really overwhelming. You get to the point where you feel like you have to be working 12 hours a day and, you know, if you don't complete every single goal that you set out for the week, you're a failure and... it can then become very, very, very stressful very fast. So I think it's important to have other activities that you invest into as well and just make sure, you know, because you need to have a good emotional state, kind of similar to what Max was saying. You can't, I don't think anyone can achieve their goals to the best of their ability if their emotional state isn't good.
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah. What was the question again?
0: Just one piece of advice you would give to people out there who are moving to a new city to pursue a new dream or a goal or whatever it is.
1: I almost feel like if, if, you, wanna, if, if you have a passion, some, something you love that you want to do, and you're scared, you think it's going to be hard, <laughs> that's exactly why you should do it. Mm-hmm. Cause there's nothing in life worth having that comes easily. Mm. Like if you think it's going to be hard and you're going to fail and it's going to be miserable, like that's exactly why you should do it. There's like, I always hear stories about people that, that come here and they lose all their money and they fail and they have to move back and go back home. And then they come back here and try again and then they succeed. Like sometimes like it takes years. It's always going to take years. I feel like, just hang in there Mm -hmm. just really go for it because like money and everything is just a byproduct of being good at what you like doing Mm -hmm. so if you're chasing money then you're chasing the wrong thing you got to chase your dreams Mm -hmm. take it from me i have no money and i'm having fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right that's our that's our first podcast thank you for listening Uh, This was, what can we call it? What should we call this? Mm.
0: Transplants. Transplants. I like that.
1: Transplants. (laughs) But do the song with it. Happy times with the guys. Transplants. (laughs) You can follow me, Keish, at okshava on Instagram.
0: Follow me, Leia, at at Panda Wants a Donut.
2: <clears throat> this is Max. I'm at Hatchet's Life. H A T C E T. Fuck it, Hatchet's Life.
3: <laughs> you can follow me at Jbar three four six. That's J B A R three four six.